This is a HeadGum Original. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. It's a new episode of Newcomers. Oh my God. We're. (laughs) (laughs) Help me. We're doing Lord of the Rings. And I gotta say, maybe I don't care about it because I literally didn't know anything about it. And then there's so much to learn. I feel like I'm in school again. Honestly, it's so much. Um, We are. We're doing our best, you know. At this point, we've watched three of the movies. Mm-hmm. the The hardest thing I think for both of us is knowing that there's so much ahead at this point. Yes. Um. You know, we did 20 episodes on Star Wars, and when we got to the end, it was like, oh my god, we don't have to keep watching Star Wars. But like, <laughs> we're on episode four here, so like, yeah. we have a while to go. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, we're taking a break from the movies today because we have to do a little bit of fan fiction. It was really popular in our Star Wars episodes. We write it masterfully. It feels like a (laughs) gift that we have to give. (laughs) Yes. And we should warn listeners that it might be explicit. It might not be. I don't know. Mine's, mm, you'll see. Yeah. So if you've never heard of fan fiction, this is what the genre is, is stories written by fans featuring characters from a particular series. So as I mentioned, we did it on the Star Wars uh, season. And you can listen to those first if you want context. Those are really horny. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very horny. I do sort of feel like since Lord of the Rings is like a lot newer to me than Star Wars, I have less like automatic like writing ability with it where I'm like, I have to like think and be like, who would do what? Yeah. It was harder to make connections. Yeah. With Star Wars, you're like C-3PO bends R2-D2 over and they fuck. Like it's like really simple. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So simple. It's so clear, you know, (laughs) you know, what's supposed to happen. It writes itself, you know? Yes. You know, R2 is at the perfect height to suck off uh, the gold man. Basically anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're already embarrassing our guest yes (laughs) 
Well, our guest today is an author, speaker, freelance writer who has written for sci-fi, Book Riot, The Nerds of Color, and more. And you can also find her co-hosting the podcast Desi Geek Girls and Strong Female Characters. And as a Star Wars author, she guided us through the Clone Wars on the last season of Newcomers, which was no small feat, honestly. (laughs) So joining us again to get in some Lord of the Rings fan fiction is Preeti Chabur. Hi! Hi! (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. Honestly, surprised that you came back. We (laughs) were so mean about Clone Wars, and you were like, I cried at parts. And we were like, how? (laughs) Because you wanted to end? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love, I just love to laugh. And so I decided, why not? No, it's great. And you're a fan of Lord of the Rings. I am. Right. So how did that start for you? Um, (laughs) Elijah Wood was my big crush when I was a kid. Like he was the first boy I ever had a crush on in like Huckleberry Finn. Oh, nice. Oh, Okay. Yeah, in like nineteen ninety something. Who else was in Huckleberry Finn? Was Do that Jonathan remember. Taylor Thomas? No, that's Huck and Finn featuring oh, Jonathan Taylor yes. Thomas and Brad Renfro. <laughs> that was a hot movie, if memory serves. Yeah. You know what? I was eleven. I was super into it. Yeah. <laughs> so have you? Do you watch the? We we hear there's director's cuts which are even oh, the longer. Extended editions. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. The extended oh, yes. editions. The extended editions. Are those? Are you a purist? <laughs> do you like those? Do you prefer those over the theatrical releases? Uh, I prefer the extended of Fellowship for sure, and the extended of Two Towers, but not necessarily Return of the King. Interesting. People don't seem to like Return of the King, and that was my favorite one. Oh, yeah, we liked that one. If I'm not confused. (laughs) (laughs) It's still great. I just love fellowship so much. So what you what you like about like (laughs) about the extended version is like if it's a story you like, you're like, I just want more of it. And since you don't care about the return of the king as much, like I don't really need more of it. Is that kind of I think Return of the King was already so long. It's been Mm. a long time since I've watched the extended of Return of the King. I watched the extended of Two Towers and Fellowship like a couple months ago, although could have been six months ago at this point. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Return of the King, from what I can remember, was just, it didn't need to be longer. And you, you, Aragorn's, Aragorn's so like clean in that one. And he's so much like dirtier and down to earth than Two Towers and Fellowship. Mm-hmm. I just looked up how long the extended cut of Return of the King is, and it's 4.2 hours. So yeah. what is that? Wait, that <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, should yeah, be illegal. You can't release yeah. a movie that's four hours long. It's 252 <laughs> minutes. That's insane. Who does that? Okay, but Who? here's the thing. Bollywood. I grew up in the tradition of Bollywood where every movie was like four and a half hours long when I was a kid. Oh, and wow. So coming into like Lord of the Rings, I'm like, this is so easy. That's hilarious. That's wild. I didn't know those movies were really long. Me yeah, either. the ones they're they've gotten shorter, I think, nowadays, but like peak 80s and 90s Bollywood, super long movies. Wow. You gotta get every genre in there. I've only watched one Bollywood movie. It was on a plane, and it was about like a stunt man, and it was very funny. I could be <laughs> describing anything, but uh I really liked it. 
I'm like, what? Which which one could that be? <laughs> I give you literally zero information. It's about a man. <laughs> yep. There's there's some romance, maybe some comedy, some drama. There was romance. There was a lady. Dang, I really wish I could remember it. You know, I shouldn't have brought it up, but here we are. <laughs> Should we do the Shire Wire? Yes, let's do that. So this is the Shire Wire. Production began on Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV show earlier this year, but was suspended back in March due to COVID. After speaking with a producer on the subject, Orlando Bloom has recently confirmed. Oh, is he in it? It will not be a remake. So it's not a remake. It's actually not based on fellowship or any of that. So I think it could be really, really interesting from that perspective. I remember being on set with Peter Jackson and him saying, can you imagine one day when they remake when they do a remake of this movie? And I was like, oh, looks flabbergasted. And then, of course, here we are 20 years later. But it's not a remake. Wow. That actually is crazy to think about making something and then going, someday they'll probably do a remake of this. And then you're actually alive long enough to get to the point where that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. But also, how full of yourself are you that you're like, this is going to be so good that they're, <laughs> they're going to have to remake this. <laughs> I've never once thought that. I've like made things and been like, I hope a single person watches it. <laughs> I think that's standard. <laughs> <laughs> like if anyone looks at this, I'll be happy. Yeah, just real happy. <laughs> yeah, imagine just like writing a book and being like, when they make the eventual movie of this. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even fathom being like, ah, yes, more IP will be made on this singular subject that I created. <laughs> I mean, that was probably Tolkien, right? Tolkien was sitting there writing like, I can't wait till they make a movie out of this. (laughs) Well, he did so much. I didn't realize. So I had to do a little bit of research for my fan fiction. I didn't know there was two elfish languages. Two. So much. Yeah. They're full languages. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's a website where you can translate into elfish. Oh, it's crazy. It's like Google Translate. Yes, for Elfish. Because it's like a real thing, right? He like made like the whole real language. Yeah, it's not. Oh my God, what if we tried to write fan fiction in Elfish? (laughs) Well, the pronunciation is so hard. It would sound horrible. (laughs) Truly. So speaking of this Amazon series, Preeti, a few weeks ago, you tweeted... Put oh, no. Siddharth Malhotra <laughs> in the Amazon Lord of the Rings show 2K21 and followed that up in an article you wrote say, stating, I've been mad for five years that we didn't get a single elf that looked like this in Lord of the Rings and I'll be mad forever. Now there's a picture attached and it's of a man who is fully in like an elf. I mean, what, what's the background here? I guess I don't know anything about this. So Siddharth Malhotra is a Bollywood star. I like how thematically this episode is becoming. Yes. Like, great. Um, so authentic. So uh, Siddharth Malhotra is a Bollywood star and he was the, he became like the, the tour, the New Zealand tourism something or the other mm-hmm. in India. And so they brought him to New Zealand and he did a photo shoot dressed up as an elf from Lord of the Rings. Okay. And he looks real good. Yeah. And it just, you know, that's the biggest issue. I think the biggest easy issue to have with Lord of the Rings is to watch it and be like, there is some severe color coding happening in these movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Wait, yep. is there like a Bollywood version of like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Um, not exactly. We've just we've got some sci-fi stuff, but it's not the best. At least I haven't seen anything that I've been like, oh man, this is so good and totally up to par with the sci-fi mm. stuff that's coming out, you know, over here. No, there's, 
Krish, I think. I want to say there are like multiple Krish movies, mm-hmm. which Priyanka Chopra is in the first one. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's a tie. Connecting. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we don't have like a Star Wars or like a Lord of the Rings, unfortunately. I wish we did. Me too. Do you feel like um, Siddharth or Legolas is hotter as an elf? Siddharth. Yeah, I agree. I'm not attracted to Legolas. I don't I don't like him with that look. I don't like it either. I think he looks too much like a piece of paper. <laughs> you know, it's just like white on white. Just a lot of yeah. white. It's like kind of flat too. <laughs> I agree. He's no Gandalf the White, that's for sure. Oh my God. Are you horny for Gandalf the White? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I am. I love (laughs) Gandalf the White. Mm -mm. Oh man, I'm really regretting something already about my fan fiction that I didn't explore. Me too. I should have written about (laughs) Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. You could have that like keratin treatment going on. So have you ever written fan fiction before for anything? Oh, yeah. I grew up on I like cut my teeth on fanfic. And thank God GeoCities is defunct. <laughs> and on fight it. Like, bless whoever deleted GeoCities off the internet. Yeah. Wait, what's GeoCities? It's like an old blogging site. Or like, you can make your own website, right? Yeah, you could like build your own sites through GeoCities. And I think there's like an entire generation of women who learned how to code <laughs> to create fandom site. Like I had a oh. Batchy Boys website. Amazing. This is I I guess I like found the internet late or like couldn't figure out the internet. So I was like, I'll never learn. I don't know anything <laughs> about coding. People will mention websites and I'm like, I don't never heard of it one time. It's because you were a cool child. Yeah, I think you weren't <laughs> wasting your life like the rest of us. I was like on AOL. <laughs> I fully like I had cre- I created a website at one point, but I don't know how I did it. It probably was GeoCities or something because I don't know how I made it. But I made a website that was like a blog, but it was a unique website. It wasn't through like a blogging thing. Mm-hmm. And I loved it so much. And I kept it for like six years, I think. But I think, it, I mean, yeah, it's completely deleted. I, I don't even know what I could search to try to piece it together because I never put any like real information on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's gone. And I pray that it's gone because it was horrible. Someone will find it. Now that you're putting this information out into the Internet, they're like, oh, oh, we'll whip that up for you. Lauren, your website, maybe it's changed now, but this is like maybe three or four years ago. I like reached out and I was like, well, how much did you pay for this website? Who did it? And you're like, I did it. And I was like, what? (laughs) And you're like, you can do it, too. I still did it. Yeah. I, I update it regularly because I'll go on it and be like, oh, it says like I'm currently doing something I did like two years ago or whatever. So I like <laughs> I try to keep it updated, but I really enjoy that activity. Like I, I like mm. going in and like <laughs> I like editing it and like messing with it and then having the result. But I found it so hard and people regularly email me and go, this website is so hard to navigate and read. <laughs> No, I want to see yours. It's, I know, me too. It's bad. I did a bad job. Preeti, I feel like you have a good one. I feel like I went to your website at one point when we were having you on. Oh, that's because my sister's a designer and she did it for oh, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yours is really good. That's nice. And then every time I need to do anything, I'm like, Hero, how do I do this? Yeah, that's an amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, yours is really good. And you have like pre-order links for each book. It's very clear. Wow. I love it. It's, it's great. Like, please make it was my Christmas present. <laughs> That's great. I was like, I need this, but I don't know how to do it. 
So did you ever write fan fiction for the Backstreet Boys? I did. <laughs> really? It's like so, my face is so red. It's so embarrassing. Because it was, <laughs> I like can kind of remember it. It was very self-insert, like where you're like, yes, he met a girl named something that's clearly you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, God, so embarrassing. <laughs> I love that. Oh, you can't find it, though. <laughs> Wait, which Backstreet Boy is your favorite? When I was younger, it was Nick. Okay, now? Uh-huh. He was he was the youngest. Now, I feel like Howie has really, like, gotten up to the leader of the pack, right? Mm-hmm. I think Howie's, oh, like, underrated. He's, like, a yeah. solid, he's a solid man. He sings well, and he seems the most stable. Yes. I liked, I think his name's Kevin. Kevin, the oldest one? I loved, yes, I liked Kevin. With that black hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like the name Howie doesn't really work for like a Backstreet Boy. Like maybe that's half no. of the problem no. for 14 year olds. You're like, Howie? <laughs> 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 You're like, I find it hard to be attracted to Howie. <laughs> it is a tough name. It's like a specific name. Oh, Howie. It feels really like 50s or something. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in like yeah. Death of a Salesman or something. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, Preeti, did you mention that that she believes that this trilogy is a romance at the end yes. of the day, specifically yes. about Sam and Frodo? Can you speak on that? Well, because if you re- so when I was rewatching the movies, if it's just such a the two of them, it's just they have such a deep connection, and Sam is so devoted to him, and Frodo is so devoted to Sam. Mm-hmm. It's such like a beautiful relationship that they build throughout the entire thing and then at the end you know they're like oh yeah and rosie who's rosie sam's wife oh she has a name we were like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh pretty sure i don't i truly was like i don't know this lady came and i i didn't think she had a name I was just calling her that big woman because she's like kind of bigger <laughs> than the rest of the hobbits. She's sturdy. This is the thing. In my fan fiction, I really wish that I had played more with size because mm. that's been the thing that I've been so obsessed with throughout watching these movies is how really? like the the proportions and the sort of yeah. perspective is really fascinating to me and like how they shot it. Mm-hmm. And that like Gandalf, the character is 5'6", but the actor is 5'11". <laughs> And I find that really interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the levels change or the heights change. The hobbits in the first movie are bigger and they get smaller as time goes on. Like by the third movie, I was like, they're thimbles. (laughs) I don't remember. They're so tiny. They do. But Nicole, wait, did we talk about this on the show or did someone send this to us on Twitter? Someone showed us like a picture of all the stand-ins they had. And Someone they so, sent it on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, so that was really interesting to see. Like, they had, um, for Frodo, like, multiple people mm-hmm. of various heights who were playing the his character, depending on who he was next to. And I thought that was really interesting, like, that they would do it that way. I thought that was cool. I mean, logistically, making this movie seems like a true nightmare. <laughs> Truly just the hardest thing. How wild. You have to keep track of three different Frodo's and, like, four different Gandalfs? You're like, I need medium Gandalf. No, no, tall Gandalf. I need medium keep, Gandalf. Oh, it's too much. I would lose my mind. <laughs> Did Peter Jackson has he made more movies? <laughs> That's a bad question. He probably has. Is he like <laughs> like a legend? And I just don't know. What I'm gonna go done? to his IMDb because we just need facts. Well, he started as like a horror movie like director. 
which is why oh. you see some of the like some of the pieces of Lord of the Rings are quite scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he brought some of that to it, but I just like the idea they had eight thousand people in this movie and like no brown or black people. I know. Well, that's insane. Do you think that the new one will be more diverse? I'm like praying that it is. It'd be insane if it wasn't. Yeah. I think it would be rude. You know, at that point, it's like you're making a statement. Downright offensive. Yes. I mean, they haven't. I don't know that they've released any. There's Amazon is also doing a series called The Wheel of Time, which I'm very excited about. It's like American fantasy, like this massive series. that was like 15 books or something. Oh. And every casting announcement is better than the one before it. Like mm. Daniel Henney's in it. Like it's it's awesome. But I don't think the Lord of the Rings show has done any casting announcements. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. But I don't know that they've been like, and this is who this is. Right. Well, I'm looking at Peter Jackson's IMDb and his main stuff is Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, which we haven't gotten to mm-hmm. yet. Oh, and he also wrote The Lovely Bones. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Is that about a man whose wife dies? No. Uh. It's about, it's based on a book. <laughs> and it's about, it's about, um, it's about a girl who's like taken by this creepy guy and like killed. Oh, no. If I'm remembering it correctly. That sounds oh. correct. Oh, he directed that. He didn't write that. This one's two hours and 15 minutes. This man loves a long movie. He worked on the script as well, apparently. He's got a, t- a credit on there. Well, okay, so I guess, yeah. So his whole deal is Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings. So it's kind of, but I mean, that'll take him enough time in your life, honestly, to keep you busy for I mean, 20 years. I would assume like pre-production, production, because they shot it for like a year. And then mm-hmm. post-production, this man probably spent five years on these movies. Yeah, it's interesting to like take a break and do the lovely bones and then be like, all right, back to the Hobbit Shire. He's like, I need I need a palate cleanser. He's like, let's do something where a little girl gets killed and then yeah. back to the men movies. <laughs> oh boy, should we get into some fan fiction? All right. Um, shall we read a one from a stranger first? Just to kind of set yes. the scene a little bit. Okay, now do we want to force Preeti to read us uh, some fan fiction written by a stranger, or can you, or would you rather we do it? Would you I mind? I do mind. I think okay. I picked the. I do think I picked the safest one based on the summary. That's great. <laughs> okay, I will admit to getting the first page of the Google Doc and being like, "Nope, not reading that one." <laughs> I think it's good to start out with something really tame so that what yes. we do is not because, you know, actually, sometimes like we think we're disgusting and then we'll read one from like a stranger. and We're like, yeah. this is actually sick and be like, this is horrific. Yeah, like yeah. it's like terrifying. And there's something too about it being faceless. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if we're writing it, we know we're kind of being silly. But like then it's just somebody in the world. And we're like, I think they really want this to happen. And mm-hmm. it's just like. <laughs> So there's rating M. I assume that's yes, mature. mature. Then there's rating T for what? Terrorize? Teen. Oh, teen. Mm. Yeah. And okay, then rated K plus. What is that? I don't know what K stands for, but I read it Kids as like general. Like it's like not to, because then they're at the other end, there's E for explicit. Oh. Which I don't, I don't tend to go down that road because it gets yeah. a little, it's a little bit a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you have it in front of you or do you want I to? I do. Okay, great. This, this, okay, so. <laughs> the Steward's Sons by. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. 
by Musical TB2. It's rated T. And the description is uh, family slash fantasy styles fic with Boromir, Faramir, and Denethor. Ugh, I hate Denethor. <laughs> Wait, who's Denethor? Which one is uh, that? Their dad, played by John Noble. Oh, yes, yes. He's the one who is like engulfed in flames and jumps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah is yeah, the part it. where Pippin sings in the extended edition or in the oh, original no. one? Oh, no, they put it That's in the theatrical. In the- I love it. They paused for a music video in the middle of a movie. I love it so much. And for some reason, by the next day, I forgot that I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I actually didn't realize Denethor was played by John Noble until like a year ago. I've seen these movies eight million times. (laughs) But there's a scene. John Noble is also on a show called Legends of Tomorrow. And, and there is a scene where they have to go visit him as Denethor on the set of Lord of the Rings. And oh, I was wow. like, what? You watch so much stuff that I don't know. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow? What is that? It's know. a DC show about time traveling superheroes. Okay. <laughs> Look, We're happy for you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I yes, yes. I sleep a lot <laughs> and I'm inside all the time. <laughs> I'm inside all the time. Don't get us wrong. We watch TV all the time, yes. too. It's just we have it's all We're reality watching shows. Uh, 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. I Which, remember. Honestly, I would watch the director's <laughs> cut of 90 Day Fiance. They release it. They go ex- they go extended edition. They go more to love. They go. I mean, they have they will release. <laughs> You're right. Because sometimes you'll get like a little snippet, but then they'll put it in like a season. You get a little bit more. Then you're like, wait, what? <laughs> they have first look. They have more to love. They have yes. extended. They have pillow talk. And that's just about right. one episode. You're right. So like you could watch the episode or you could watch all of those versions. I mean, you have to draw the line somewhere for yourself. And I, for me, I only watch the the raw cut, the original, mm-hmm. what they want. I don't watch the extended. I don't watch Pillow Talk anymore. I, I can't. It's too I, many things. I don't watch Pillow Talk. That's where I drew the line. I was like, I cannot watch cast members watch the show and talk about the show. I was like, I do that on a podcast. Well, why would no. I ever watch a podcast? But for a long time, that was doing something for me. But then the, I think there's something weird about the pandemic where like, I I know I have time to watch more things, mm-hmm. but then it kind of makes me not want to watch something like that. Like I'm like, okay, wait, let's dig into like this new series that I want to see or whatever. Yeah. So, and by that, I mean, I'm rewatching Entourage. Okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> Jeremy Piven, I was once on a plane with him. He was the rudest person no! I have ever seen on a plane. I'm not surprised. <laughs> he was wearing headphones and the flight attendant tapped him on the shoulder because he wouldn't make eye contact with her to ask him if he, if he wanted something to drink. And he said to her, don't speak to me. <gasps> and no! I was like, Nicole, I was shook. I have confessed this in various platforms, but I, that's my crush. And so it's kind of confusing. (laughs) I would never have thought that. I can't explain it. We're both from the same hometown. There's that. There's a lot okay. of connection there. All right. Um, but I think he's an amazing actor. So, and I'm just like, I just love watching him. <laughs> so anyways, but I'm really sad to hear that he was rude once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, this is now my favorite fact about you. I'm almost in tears. I can't believe you love Jeremy Piven. I just love that his entourage led us here. 
I know. And I just started following him on Instagram. And I was like, why have I not been doing this before? And then it's hard because when you, you know, when you like, it's not the same as meeting your heroes, but when you like start to follow someone you like, it's almost like you get too much information. Like I'm like, yes. oh, I don't want to know that what your dog looks like. Like I like you just being in the show and then, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see if I keep doing that. But I was hoping he would notice and follow me back. <laughs> I was hoping he would. I like that you said it as a joke, but like it, there's truth in comedy. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. I was like, maybe he'll notice. And then I was like, oh, he follows some other people I know. He's like, he does stand up now. He does no. do stand up. And I can tell you some more rude stories about him. Well, hey, I'd love to hear them um, later because I don't want to defame the man. But I um, <laughs> I know someone who opens for him. And I was like, I got to go see this. And it, But it was in San Diego. And I was like, too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too far. It's like there's a crush, but there's a limit. <laughs> yeah, I love that two hours is the limit. You were like, mm, that'd have been an hour 45, maybe. <laughs> we got to get into this fan Okay, pit. sorry. Well, maybe we should take a break first, and then we'll oh, come back yes. and we'll, we'll read all our stories. Okay, we'll be right back. Remember in 2018 when border control separated thousands of refugee kids from their parents and deported the parents back to their home countries while keeping the kids in the United States? Well, believe it or not, six years later, there are hundreds of families who still have not been reunified. Although we as a community may feel hopeless at times, I recently learned about an organization called Al Otrolado, which works to reunify families. They provide holistic, legal, and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the U.S. and Tijuana through a multidisciplinary, client-centered, harm-reduction-based practice. Since 2018, they've reunified over 100 refugee families ripped apart by Trump's zero-tolerance policy. Once reunited, Al Otrolado helps each family to find legal representation, housing, and counseling that they need in order to heal and get on their feet. Imagine having your child ripped from your arms and never knowing when you'd see them again. We can't let family separations go on. If you're like me and believe that families belong together, join me in supporting Al Otrolado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otrolado in the description of this episode or or go to gum.fm slash charity to donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. Altrolado.org slash volunteer. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
my social battery right now, where would I put it? Ooh, I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking to connect with friends. I'm also looking to retreat a little bit and be by myself. It's hard to know exactly what you need at any given time. And it can be so easy to ignore our social battery and spread ourselves too thin, especially with social gatherings picking up so much. After the winter, the spring is here. Well, what's the right amount of socializing for you and how do you recharge? Maybe you thrive around people. Maybe you need more alone time. Therapy can give you the self-awareness to build a social life that doesn't drain your battery. I started therapy when I was about 30 and it was so, so helpful for me for learning about myself, learning about boundaries, learning about my relationships with other people and how to deal with other people. There's so many things you can benefit from therapy. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash newcomers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash newcomers. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. We're back. And it's time for some fan fiction. Now, um, Preeti was about to yes. really entertain us here with this. The Steward's Sons by Musical TB2. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm realizing I'm going to have that reader problem where I've only read some of these words in my head and never spoken them out loud. Here's so the thing. I have butchered almost every location and character <laughs> in these movies. Yes. I call Elron Elron Hubbard. So like whatever you say <laughs> will be a hundred times better than what I've ever said. <laughs> All right, here we go. The Pelennor fields were quiet. The sun was coming over the silent hill when suddenly the ground was disturbed by the loud pounding of horse hooves. Come on, Rosenhain, or we'll never catch that stag. Faramir called to his horse, spurring him forward. The dark stag in front darted left and right. Faramir pulled his bow back and shot. The arrow soared past the stag's head, and then to his disbelief, a captain from the city rode alongside him. Master Faramir, your father grows impatient. You're supposed to be at your studies, not hunting, especially at this time of day. Captain Maines, you made me lose my stag. 
All right. I wish my father knew how much I hate studies, Fairmare grumbled and turned his horse around. (laughs) 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 Okay. He reached the stables and dismounted. In the great hall, Boromir was bent over a large book. He looked up and smirked as Faramir walked in. Father is so angry at you, Faramir. He's always angry at me. Let's face it. Has he ever given me a compliment? (laughs) (laughs) Faramir sighed and sat down at the table. Denethor came in and grimaced. Faramir, where have you been? I was hunting, father, out on the fields. I lost track of time. Boromir is the hunter, Faramir. He shouldn't have to be here studying. If he wants to become the next leader of this city, he needs to be the one fighting and taking his own paths. You have much to learn, which is why you must study. Denethor rested his hand on Boromir's shoulder. (laughs) Why must you always give me grief, father? I only try to please you always. Faramir looked down at the table. Don't take that tone with me, son. Boromir, leave us. I want a word with your brother. Boromir stood up and looked sorrowfully at his younger brother, then with a sigh, walked out, leaving Faramir sitting silently, waiting for his father's wrath. One day, Faramir, your brother will be the next steward, and you will look up to him as a lord. With you off exploring all the time, you're not here for him. He depends on you more than I. Father, you never depend on me, and you never have, even as a child. (laughs) Faramir snapped. You didn't depend on me when I was a child? Yeah, a wild... (laughs) I like that this is just a slice of life Faramir yes. story. <laughs> you don't even care about me. <laughs> a lot of teenage angst. <laughs> I know, but he's like 30. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Right. He's like a grown up because this is right before he goes. For, I want to say, uh, OK, you don't even care about me. If something was to happen to one of us, who would you save first? What? You can't ask that. Okay. You can't ask me questions like that, Faramir. Seriously. (laughs) Just answer me, Faramir paused. It would be Boromir, wouldn't it? You would go to Boromir first and leave me in pain. Faramir turned and ran out of the room. He headed upstairs to his room and bumped into Boromir. Faramir, what's wrong? He asked comfortingly. (laughs) Wait, is this like an incest story? Oh, God, I hope not. No, I think it would have to be mature yeah. if it was, right? That's I don't know. <laughs> oh, <okay>. oh, no. <sighs> Nothing. I'm fine. Yeah, fine. You're not fine. It's father, isn't it? He doesn't have any faith in me at all. He even admitted earlier that if something happened to both of us, he'd go to your need first. Uh, he didn't say that, though. You said that, and then you just kept talking. Like <laughs> <laughs> Bormir bit his lip. Oh. He doesn't mean it, I'm sure, Faramir. He loves us equally. Well, he's got a very odd way of showing it. Do you want to come for a ride? Mm, No, I promise it doesn't turn it. I read ahead. It doesn't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, this is all leading up to something. No, we can't handle that. (laughs) I can only handle that when it's Leia and Luke. Mm, Oh, no. We love that. That's fine. Uh, I can't. I have to study, don't I? Come on. You can't get in trouble if I take if I take you out with me. We'll get that stag you went after earlier. Boromir smiled and stood up. All right, but if you get me in trouble, Faramir laughed and followed his brother out. Denethor watched from afar. He loved both his sons equally. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Boromir was going to be the next leader after himself. Faramir had more to learn before taking his part in sharing the lead. He turned away and went back to the Great Hall. Meanwhile, Boromir and Faramir were chasing down a young doe. 
They're both saying as arrows tried to direct themselves into the firm body of the dough. <laughs> okay. Faramir. That's the I, sexy part. Uh, yeah. It's literally <laughs> the only sexy part in this story. <laughs> Faramir, at your pace, you'll never catch that dough. Keep up, Boromir laughs, spurring his horse Nyanfer forward. Oh, really? Who spends their time chasing deer and dragons while the other studies? Faramir winked, catching up with his brother. Touche. You think I do? <laughs> They're French in Middle Earth. <laughs> you think I don't know how to hunt? Watch this. Vormir grinned and set Nianfer into a firm gallop until he was dead behind the doe. Then pulling his bow back, shot. The arrow flew straight into the doe's neck. It buckled and collapsed into the dusty field. Nice shot, Faramir said, skidding alongside and dismounting. Boromir joined him. That's how to do it, little brother. Next time, that'll be my doe. Master Boromir, you're wanted in the Great Hall. Lord Denethor has received important news and he wishes to see you. A young soldier bowed and turned his horse back towards the city. What does he want now? Boromir sighed. You should go. Leave me. No, come with me. He can see both of us. Boromir smiled and remounted. They galloped back together and rejoined their father. Faramir, would you wait outside? I need to talk to Boromir privately. Please? Faramir nodded and half closed the door to listen in on the conversation. Word has reached my ear of the one ring of power being found. Lord Elrond of Rivendell has summoned a council and I want you to go along and join it. I don't want to go to Rivendell. My place is here to help you in the city, Boromir grimaced. Wait, this is in the movie, I think. You will do this for me. The ring cannot stay there. We will have it here and you will get it, Denethor persisted. Faramir took his chance. If there's need to go to Rivendell, send me. Oh, I see a chance for Faramir to regain honor. No, I trust your brother will not fail on this task. Father, you're doing it again. Boromir shook his head and turned away. He loves you, father, as I do. Give him a chance. I trust you will not fail me, Boromir. You've never failed me before. Now I will say no more about this. Get your horse ready and go tonight. All right, father, but I won't go back on my word. Later that evening, Boromir was looking up at the flag as he adjusted the stirrups. Faramir came to say goodbye. Remember this day, little brother. I hope father sees you as a son and not a stranger. <laughs> Good luck, Boromir. I hope we, s we will see each other again soon. Aw, but you won't. So do I, Boromir. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so do I. Boromir hugged his brother goodbye and mounted his horse. Till then, Boromir nudged the sides of his horse and rode out, to rode out of Minas Tirith. I mean... Truly, this could have been in the movie. Mm -hmm. what, what's the what is the fan? What's the fiction part? Well, I, I I love a good slice of life. I love a good like, and then they ate breakfast together and had a nice time. Like, I don't I don't <laughs> mind I don't mind that fanfic for for things. So maybe that's this. Like, this person loves Faramir and Boromir, Boromir, and weirdly enough, gives credit way more credit to Denethor than he's due. Mm -hmm. But like, all right, I'm glad it wasn't incest. Well, I can tell you that mine won't feel like it's in the movie. Oh, no, no, neither will mine. <laughs> oh, Shall no. I go? Yes. Okay. Oh, I didn't give it a title. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> it's called The Deep Cave. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no, not again. Frodo cried from deep within the dark cave. I can't take it anymore. Sam the Gam heard him and knew he had to do something. But what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He had no idea where his friend was, where this voice was echoing from, but he was determined to find his blue-eyed dreamboat of a friend. (laughs) (laughs) As Sam Gam wove his way through the elaborate series of twists and turns within this cave, it became clear to him that this was going to be harder than pinning Gollum in a pile of orc slime. Frodo's cries continued to echo and haunt Samwise Gamwise. Oh God, oh God, it's too much, Frodo yelped. Sam Yi raced down one hole of the cave and found himself face to knee with his hero and father figure, Gandalf. Get the hell out of here, Samwise, Gandalf (laughs) shouted angrily. (laughs) I'm so sorry, I'm lost. I don't know where I am. And wait, what are you doing here? Just as Sam's eyes were adjusting to the darkness, Saruman walked up from behind Gandalf and wrapped his arms around the wizard's waist. He's in the middle of something. (laughs) (laughs) Gandalf gave Sam a look that could only mean one thing. Get the fuck out of here. Sam stammered out an apology and took off running back the way he came. Oh, God, don't do that to me. Frodo's screams continued to bounce off the cave walls. <laughs> the stakes were high. Sam needed to find his friend and save him from whatever was trying to kill him. Frodo screamed again. <laughs> <laughs> Sam could tell where his voice was coming from this time. He took off down another pathway and found himself at another dead end. <laughs> Frustrated, he turned around to make his way back but he only got two steps uh, in before he was stopped by Gothmog, the thing with the hideous chewed up bubblegum face reminiscent of Darth Vader's real face when he took off his mask that one time. (laughs) Where do you think you're going? He grumbled. To save my friend, Sam squeaked out. Your friend? Is that all he is to you? Friend, brother, he's everything. Everything? (laughs) Well, not everything. Okay, so you're not in love with him then? (laughs) What? No, I'm not in love with him. And what do you care? You barely know us. There are rumors. So? That's really nobody's business. And anyway, I'm not into him. I'm going to marry a hobbit lady. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) I don't know yet. I just think that will happen. Okay, well, life can move in many unexpected directions. Do you, like, want me to date Frodo? Do I? No, I'm just (laughs) holding up a mirror and seeing if anything jumps out at you. (laughs) I trust you to follow whatever path you think is best. Okay, just to be clear, you're like my enemy, basically, and I don't really give a shit what you think of my life. (laughs) Just then, (laughs) Sam heard yet another Frodo scream. Ah! I gotta go, butt face. He kicked Gothmog (laughs) in the foot, (laughs) and he ran off as Gothmog jumped up and down, holding onto his big toe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not done. (laughs) Sam ran off down another dark cave passageway. As he ran, faces of beautiful hobbit women lined the halls of his imagination, coming forth one by one to beckon him back to the Shire. He began to run faster than his hairy feet could carry him, brushing the images of the woman away as he flew. Finally, Frodo's screams started to get louder and louder, and he rounded a bend and saw his blushing friend tangled up in that fat spider's web juices, (laughs) smiling and laughing as he screamed, No, you gotta let me go! Frodo, are you okay? Sam asked, confused. Oh, God. Hey, dude, this is awkward. (laughs) What's going on? Sam asked, following up unnecessarily as he could clearly see Frodo and the spider were having raw spider hobbit intercourse. (laughs) Uh, Dude, want to give us a minute? (laughs) (laughs) Sam started to cry. I've spent all day trying to save you, and it turns out you didn't need saving at all. 
The spider stopped gyrating for a moment. <laughs> they were still fucking. <laughs> well, Fro- <laughs> Frodo looked lovingly at Sam. Well, we could use a snack. <laughs> Sam smiled and took out his leaf-wrapped lamba spread. I've got a little bread left. The spider dropped Frodo from its web and Frodo scampered towards Sam. You're my hero. They smiled at each other lovingly and reached for the leaf-wrapped package together. As they tore through the leaves, they realized there was nothing inside after all. They looked at each other, they looked each other in the eye and said on the count of three, two, one, Gollum, fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) They burst into a fit of laughter. The spider got really jealous and left, but Frodo didn't mind. Nothing could bother him now that he had his best friend there with him. Plus, he was properly fucked by the spider and could use a break. The end. (laughs) (laughs) That was... Very funny. And also, <laughs> like, so many specifics, Lauren. Thank you, you've retained thank you. so much. I did have to Google the names of the characters and the name of the bread. But beyond that, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> the, the imagery was... It was... There. Uh, it was very, very was like, funny. Yes, yes, and it was what? <laughs> I think the, the spider... Spider web and juices is going to yeah. stick with me for a long time. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was also long. It was surprisingly long. It was, you know, and when I was writing it, it, um, it, I, I just had to give you some author's background. Like I felt okay. like it was challenging to write in a sense because I felt like the Star Wars, I just, it really poured out of me. This one I did have to work a little harder for. But then once I was there, I really wanted there to be three points where he went down two wrong pathways and then found his friend. So Mm. that's why I became long. (laughs) I see. I see. You had a goal that you needed to achieve. Yes. Mine is truly wild. I can't. Uh, Should I read it? Yeah. Give it a title, Mm -hmm. too. Okay. uh, I guess the title is um, The Lost One. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. What is it rated? It is. Well, I don't think it's. Rated super M, I would say a little M, a little, a little M. I would say the back half of it is a little Emmy. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what would you rate mine? What was that M completely? I feel like it was not completely M. No, I would say that would be like a hard M. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like it was like a little M. But fair. All right. Okay. So just so you know, she thought mine was little M. So she said hers was little M. And here we go. I'm ready. So, all right. Okay. It's a balmy summer day and there are dragons in the air potatoes in hobbit's mouths and <laughs> and they're drinking and having fun the dwarves frolic near the ocean but never get in the elves are walking around slowly whispering elfish to each other or elvish elvish to each other but also talking to each other in english kind of like spanglish when spanish people speak in spanish and english <laughs> but the, But there's one elf who isn't outside. She's in her room. And that room is very sad and stripped of any character. That elf sits on the edge of her bed with her head in the palm of her hands. She inhales deeply and says, well, I guess I should cheer myself up. She dances around the room singing, I'm Yetzi, I'm Adamelin, cool. (laughs) Which Which translates to, I wish I had a friend and a life. (laughs) Okay, so you did do some translating. You didn't want to spoil it. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to be like, there's elfish. 
and my story. Also, I like tried to write a better version of like, I want a better life and friend, but all they each had melon in it. And I was like, I guess I got to sing melon, whatever. <laughs> so she dances bigger. She dances harder, brushing her curls out of her face. Elrond violently bursts through the door. Darkwin, I thought I told you, you must be quiet so no one can know of you. But father, she says, I've been silent for so long. Why must I stay here? The snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a footprint to be seen. A Ooh. kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm a queen. <laughs> I hear such wondrous adventures. Those hobbits and the wizards and the and the dwarf and Orlando Bloom came, and I didn't even get to meet them. I'm sick of this. The wind is howling like the swirling storm inside. I can't keep it in. Heaven knows I tried. Dar, Elrond interjects. No, father, she replies. No, Arwen gets to have a life. She gets to have love. I want that. Goodbye, father. He tries to stop her, but it seems as if isolation has made Darkwind powerful. Elrond couldn't move if he tried, and Darwin storms past him into her new life. After she leaves, Elrond whispers, she had to let it go. I <laughs> <laughs> The other elves gasp as she passes. No one has seen such beauty or darkness. Darwin's the only black person in Middle Earth. They don't know what to do. Darwin, Darwin looks around and realizes nobody looks anything like her, so she runs. She runs as fast as she can, and she ends up in the woods. She sits under a tree, and again she cries. Is this what father was protecting her from? Just then she hears a rustling, then a voice. Pretty are you, precious? <sighs> It's Gollum. Darkwin is repulsed by this nasty-ass little creature with eight hairs and big eyes. But then she gazes into his eyes. Are they the same? Shunned by society for being different? Wait, is he cute? She gazes into his big eyes as he eats a whole fish raw. Precious, he says. Darkwin's overcome with horniness that she's only dreamed about sex, but now she can have it. <laughs> Gollum's... <laughs> Gollum's loincloth pops up. This horrific thing is packing heat. The loincloth falls back and reviews a huge, nasty, bulbous dick that kind of looks like a boppet. Darkwind snaps out of her gaze. This bitch is too nasty to fuck. So she straight up runs away and Gollum sadly says, Precious. Darkwind is running and running and running and an arrow whizzes by her head and she turns around and there's Orlando Bloom. He stares at her and turns... And she turns to run, but he says, stop. She does. He walks up to her. They gaze at each other. She looks down. He's rock hard. Everyone <laughs> in Middle Earth is down to fuck. So they fuck real nice and real good. And they laugh about how she almost fucked Gollum. And the Orlando Bloom says, we should go back to the elves. Darkwind says it would make her uncomfortable. Orlando Bloom reveals that the elves are just like totally cool with black people. They just never had seen one before. And that her dad was wrong to keep her a secret. And he's like real sorry about it. So then they fuck again. And then Gandalf comes and they all fuck. I added that last part because I realized when we were talking. <laughs> that I didn't have Gandalf in there and I love Gandalf. So the end. Wow, I love that. Thank you. That was really, that was a really unique tale. I thought that was really interesting and a great angle and something that the franchise really needs. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, what do, what do I write about? And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like make up a black person and put them in Middle Earth. Yes. Because I was like, it might be too easy 
to do I, or no, not too easy. I was like, I think you'll do Sam and uh, right, right, right. Oh no, I thought that was too easy, and I it. also thought I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, fucking the spider was a nice. Yeah, I tried surprise. to turn it on its head a little bit and not go fully for them being in love. And actually, I had them argue that they're not in love. Yeah, so. they're not in love. But I yeah, I liked where you went with yours. No, I loved yours. That was great. Thank you. Really well done and really beautiful rhyming. And um, I loved the Elvish. That was really amazing. I liked the homage in in the middle. That was a nice, like, I felt like I was in on it. I felt like really connected. Thank you. I was like, hopefully people will know that I'm just doing the lyrics to let it go. (laughs) I I got that when you said she had to let it go. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I like that you let us be afraid for a moment at the end, <laughs> that, that we were going to read a Gollum sex scene, and I'm I'm very thankful that that was just you manipulating me as a reader. <laughs> well, yes. I, I was going to have them fuck, but then I was like, ugh, what am I saying? That black people are, like, different and gross like Gollum? Right. And I was like, that's not the statement I want to make. And then I did have her steal a cloak from an elf. And then another elf was like, a criminal. And then I was like, as an aside, not all crimes are committed because they want to be committed. Sometimes they're committed at a necessity. And then I was like, Nicole, you know, like. <laughs> it's lameness. <laughs> I was like, this is getting far too deep. Like, what is happening? Welcome to fanfic. <laughs> I would love to hear the author of the one that Preeti read uh, explain to us how yes. they cut to the all of those. Uh, he, the person's like, I um, copied the dialogue from the movie and then <laughs> added And uh, I thought about spicing it up, but I said, no, I've got to stay true. <laughs> um, who wins? <laughs> yeah. Who tweeted us? Who wins? Who wins? No, don't tweet at us. That was no, wonderful. It'd be very we, mean. Everybody <laughs> wins. Everyone wins because yeah. they got to hear the stories. Yeah, I uh, think we all win because I, I mean, me personally was dreading this, dreading it. And then I was like, oh, I got to do some research. But then I started writing it. And then I was like, truly tee-hee-heeing to myself in my living room. I was like, actually, this was very fun. This is the problem with doing this podcast. I get tricked into having fun while watching and learning about these movies I don't care about. It's so true. That was so much fanfic (laughs) and we're going to find it on AO3 and it's going to be great. I, I truly do feel like every every episode we're like, I didn't want to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. It was really long and boring. And then someone's like, here's a good part. And we're like, I love it. Yeah, I like that. Like, we truly get, like, convinced so easily. But They're just so cute. Everything is, like, high quality in this yeah. franchise. So, I mean, it's that's it's nice. And it's a nice place to start from where you're like, hey, they put a lot of work mm-hmm. into this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's we, a ton of details. You guys haven't watched The Hobbit yet, though. No, no. but we hear that people don't like The Hobbit, which means we will probably love The Hobbit. Uh, <laughs> there's one really, 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 really great part in the first movie. Oh, and are these starring Elijah Wood? No. Or different? Oh. The Hobbit oh. takes place before Lord of the Rings. Oh, with Bilbo. Bilbo, yes. Bilbo, Bilbo. It's Bilbo? Martin Freeman, isn't it? Yeah, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Oh, oh, I like him. I love him. Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to watch those. Preeti, has there ever been an opportunity to write like Lord of the Rings YA? I don't, th- I don't even know who like 
I think the Tolkien estate still owns the rights, I mm. think. I'm not oh, so with Star Wars, it's all because Disney took over that. Like, now there can be yeah, all these other so things. Yeah, so, like, I don't know who has the rights to Lord of the Rings, but I would love for them, the minute it goes public domain, for someone to be like, boom, Frodo Sam romance <laughs> published million dollars. <laughs> I mean... If it's public, is is there like a year where things become public domain? Like with songs, I think there is, right? But I like, feel like yes and no. I know that public domain is like a little funky, and I am not sure how long it takes. It's I'm trying to Disney keeps um, going back to courts to get it extended because they don't want to lose Mickey. Mm-hmm. And I think right. I want to say it's like 67 years right now from the copyright. I could be wrong, but I think it's something like that. Wait, doesn't that feel terrifying that Mickey could just become like fucking. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Any- anybody could do whatever they wanted with Mickey and they're trying to. <laughs> I don't so think that's a good idea. The Tolkien estate <laughs> is the legal body that manages mm. the property of J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. I can't imagine they're like, hey, <laughs> you know what we got to do? <laughs> Sell all of this. I pay. I mean, they could though. They could. They could. Did, are you guys gonna watch that like really trippy seventies cartoon? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it? I. It's scary. Do you like you like animation, right? Because you loved Clone Wars. I love Clone Wars. We were not about Clone Wars. <laughs> it was hard, oh, but so you know scary. we have to remember that we only watched the first and last. Really, yes. Which and was, that was like. Very hard. I was like, like, who the the fuck is anybody? I hate this. I got no character development. (laughs) (laughs) Why did it skip so much to the end? Uh, We just like don't understand at all. Who are you? Uh, but yes, uh, yes. Well, I feel that that was very successful. Um, I think so. (laughs) I honestly... What a treat, Lauren. I really liked your story. I so loved I yours. Say, thank you so much for reading it, but it was like so long and boring. <laughs> that one was long. It's like you got to throw some fucking oh, in somewhere wait. if you really yes. want us to be paying attention. I Just mean, there a was little. The, the, the one I skipped <laughs> <laughs> was a little care by the mad, na- the mad catter 13. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Top Sam slash bottom Frodo. It's exactly what it sounds like. Romance. Yeah, it's romance. Gollum, he's sleeping nearby. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm honestly just like like letting my eyes flow over it, and yeah. it's shocking. It's like not okay. <laughs> oh goodness, I wouldn't have been able to get through this. We have like a very specific line in the sand that like we're not willing to cross with our fan fiction. And like, I think when it becomes pure <gasps> porn, I know. Like this it has to. It, wild. I'm really glad we didn't read this one out loud. Like I'm a nasty no. little girl, but for whatever reason, this is making me so upset. I think it's cause like thinking about like, Hobbit sex, it's like their big hairy feet. Like, I don't want it. No, but you know what it is for me? It really is the anonymity of the author that makes me the Mm. most uncomfortable because it feels like I'm playing into their sick fantasy by reading it out loud. Yes. Also, (laughs) can I just read one line from it? Yeah. Sam, Mr. Photo laughed, trying to wave away Sam's quick wipes of cloth over seed coated skin. No! <laughs> that is disgusting. No! Here's... No. Oh. Just that phrasing. That is It's like, sick. who are you? 
There's what's <gasps> wild is like there is there is some very I I have not dipped my toe into the fanfic of Lord of the Rings. Like that is not mm-hmm. the route I tend to go if I'm gonna read fanfic. And there's like super well written fanfic, like beautifully written fic. But then sometimes there's fiction <laughs> where you're like, ah. I'm just very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uncomfortable with how you decided to describe this moment in time. Yeah, you would yeah. be so upset to read anymore. Like that was <laughs> that one's too much. Yeah, it's a lot. My. And then the other story in that 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 was pulled for us here. Um, Wait, I just want to read one more line. <laughs> Exposing the stretched no. out hole leaking no. Sam seed. Stop! Stop! No. Stop! Stop! I saw that. I saw that. No. That's. <laughs> Like, my whole body is in, like, a cringe. Okay, I'm done. I won't read anymore. That was so wild. I hate that it's categorized as romance, because I'm like, it's not romantic in the slightest. It's not romance. (laughs) Um, The third story was the more general, like, rated K+, My Birthday Present by Noctis Fury, and it's drama, fantasy-style fic with Smeagol and Gollum. And I'll give you a little, just a little taste, just so we, because it's very long. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we know, okay? <laughs> um, Gollum caresses the ring tenderly, talking to it as one would a person, eyes glazed in wanton obsession. My precious, he purred, stroking the ring, the object of his love and desire. My own, my love, my own, my birthday present, Gollum, Gollum. <laughs> and during these years that seemed to stretch eternal, Gollum used the ring to help him trek through the caves unseen for unsuspecting prey such as bats or goblins or other morsels. He would tuck the ring into a secret place as a mother tucking in her child. This is one sentence. And he would bask in its aura as he continuously spoke to it or to himself in a possessive chant caressing the cool alloy of his pre- most precious birthday present. Okay. I feel like we get that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's just about this, the the love of the ring. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> sometimes uh, you get enough from just one paragraph. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like we're wrapping it up here. We've we've explored this world pretty deeply <laughs> for today, for today. No. I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. get into more. Yes. Uh, Preeti, is there anything you would like to plug before we... End the show. I would. Speaking of Clone Wars. Yes. On August 25th, Clone Wars, the stories of light and dark hit bookshelves. And so you can buy it. And it's really beautiful. And I wrote an Anakin story and it's sad and I love it. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's so exciting. It's so exciting. And you have a few books. One already came out and another one's coming out in the fall, right? Yeah. And they're on your website. Mm -hmm. They're all on my website. Preeti Chit. Thank you. I'm Promotion. Uh, PreetiChipper.com. You can buy Avengers Assembly, which came out in early August. And then A Jedi You Will Be will be out in October. And yeah, you can pre-order them or order them right now. I'm on your website? Gotta say. Wow. It's nice. (laughs) Website. It's really nice. If you're looking for website design, my sister, Hero Chipper, did it. Hero.org. Amazing. (laughs) That's, I mean, you know, I love it. Spread the promotional wealth. (laughs) maybe i'll hit her up my website is so horrible oh boy i just clicked on my show dates i haven't updated it in so long all these dates (laughs) passed and i didn't do a single one oh boy lauren what do you want to promote um i would like to promote um my patreon patreon.com slash lauren lapkus i'm doing a bunch of fun stuff on there preeti was recently on an episode we talked about babysitters club it was very very fun um, and 
I'm doing improv and conversations and blah, blah, blah. You can go find it and join. And then other than that, um, you know, that's it for right now. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in my life. It's, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm like right there with you. I Life is very strange. I am working again. Feels like we shouldn't be working. Yeah. But you know, if you just, you wear gloves. You don't touch people. You run away from people you know and love. It's, yeah. it's so weird to literally look at somebody you've worked with for years and then be like, I can't be near you. But, you know, whatever. But, yeah, you can watch um, Nailed It on Netflix. Uh, I have other podcasts. Why Won't You Date Me? Uh, Best Friends, Drag Her. Uh, I'm missing one. Oh, 90 Day Bay, where I talk about 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I love 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> And that's, yeah, that's about it for me. Oh, also, uh, you can watch my episode of The Good Place. And I did two episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Just watch those. I want my residuals. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I want money. Nicole, I heard you on um, Tig's podcast, Don't Ask Tig. Yes, that was And fun. it was a really great interview. And then I don't know if you listened to it back at all, but there is a part where you go on about how uh, a small business like opening a restaurant works and they put they like put it with music under it. it's so funny it, like they made oh, it like seem it. like you were like really making a speech <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was funny because I was like oh I mean if this person is actually asking here's how you would go about doing it because I feel like people don't do research in a way that would help them so yeah like, here's here's some stuff and Tig was just like were you waiting your whole life to answer that question <laughs> You knew everything about it. <laughs> Thank you for it listening, Lauren. Oh, you're the best. I feel like I'm listening to you on podcasts like almost every day because you're appearing on every <laughs> podcast I listen to and I listen to your show. So I'm like, it's my Nicole content hour of the day. It's Maybe fun. I'll subscribe to your Patreon because I don't want to watch the Babysitter's Club, but I have questions about it. Well, see, I was thinking about subscribing to your Patreon because I'm like, I should probably listen to everyone talking about 90 Day Fiance because this is fucking hilarious. We should just have you on. Let's just... um let's subscribe to each other and it'll cancel the $5 out. Perfect. I'll do it. Cause like, okay, here's the reason why I don't want to watch babysitters club. Preeti, every time you're on, we just like talk, 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 talk forever. I love uh, it. I like you. I think you're like so nice. Same. But uh, the babysitter, I loved the scholastic series. Yes. Yes. So much. And when they did the movie with Rachel Lee Cook, who God bless, I really hated it. I was like, this is not truthful. These are not the girls I love. So mm -hmm. I'm like really scared to watch the Netflix. No, one. the new series is even better than the Scholastic <gasps> series with like feeling like true to the books and okay. like you like and everyone. Modern. And yes, it's really okay. modern. It's like, I mean, I would highly recommend the whole thing. You'll love it. OK, Agreed. you know what? I really want to come back. Sweet Valley High. <laughs> We talked about this too. I loved that, that should be a show. They right? have that show in the nineties, right? They have a like, show yes. with the twins. Yes. Now it should be a reboot. Like that I feels think so. like something that we and right? really like less messy in the way that it was nineties messy, mm -hmm. but like still messy. Yes. Yeah. There was. Did you ever read? There was like Sweet Hall Sweet Valley University, and it got like mm. real dark. No. no, I don't know like if I know about brother, that. Their older brother, I only remember this because I don't know why I liked this book so much. I think because it was so dramatic, but like their older brother got like paralyzed. And wow. I think he, I can't remember if it was a car accident, like a drunk driving accident, or he got shot. And then there's this scene where he's like, he falls asleep 
and like almost dies because of a gas leak. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's a very dramatic. Wait, what was wow. your favorite Babysitters Club book? Just to jump back, do you oh. remember? Well, for me, I loved the white books, the big fat white. Yes, books. The special, special. The, yes, the special. Yeah. The, the Blizzard one was my favorite because I was like, man, they don't have to go to school. Maybe a Blizzard will come here instead of Stony Brook, <laughs> and I won't have to go to school. <laughs> Yeah, I really liked about reading about like, you know, kids not going to school because I was like, that's my fantasy. If only. <laughs> no, the special editions were great. Mm-hmm. But I also basically any Claudia story because I yes. wanted to be here so badly. Uh, we will not speak of that quiz, which I'm still angry. About. I gave her a quiz at the end to find out which Babysitter's Club member she was. Mm-hmm. And Wrong. The results were incorrect. You'll have, to, you'll have to sign up for the Patreon. To- you'll have to subscribe. <laughs> but they were incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone would fight that <laughs> that answer, basically. Did, did you guys see that tweet that was like, I realized that Steve Bannon got arrested where the Babysitter's Club went on vacation. That's funny. That's that really, really funny. Like they could see him walking by as they're like babysitting. Like special edition where they're like in front of the boat. <laughs> That's so funny. That's like a weird fanfic to put Steve Bannon in Stony Brook. <laughs> I could get behind that for I sure. I honestly would be like, all right, I'll read that. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to read uh, Battle of the Five Stars. We have to read a review. We still have to finish the podcast. Yes, we do. <laughs> so if you want to leave us a five star review, please do. Um, also, uh, you can tell us what kind of fanfic styles you're enjoying because we're going to do another episode. So tell us what you, you want to hear, what kind of tones, whatever. So this review is Gandalf Does It For Me by Rini Two Steps. I truly tee hee heed until I cried at this first episode of Hobbitville. From Bobo Dildo to Dildo Biblo. Uh, it was absolutely hilarious. Y'all are amazing together. Please put Gandalf Does It For Me on some merch. I want to wear the funniest thing Nicole has ever said on my body. Thanks a bunch. That's a great idea. It is a great idea. But also, selling merch is horrific. Yeah. I guess you do it on like Public, where you get like a penny for every shirt. They do give you a, a cent. I've yeah. made like $8 on Public. Same. Well, anyways... This was a blast. Thank you so much, Preeti, for being here with us and discussing fan fiction. We'll be back next time um, with something else. And I don't know what it is yet. So <laughs> I like how we end the episodes with we'll be back, but truly don't know what it's going to be. You know, for me, there's like a bliss in not knowing what's coming because right now I don't have to think about The Hobbit anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then in a few days, I'll be like, oh, I have to watch that movie or whatever. And then but I'll get right a text now. from you and I'll be like, fuck, I have to yeah. slam The Hobbit in before we record. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mainlining the Hobbit sounds so awful. I'm so sorry. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. was a HeadGum original.